Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Jason Harris here. Hey, thanks for joining me another episode of Strategy with Jason. Today, I have a very special podcast. I'm here live at the Nissan studio where I get to interview Adam Patterson, Director of Marketing for Nissan Canada. Hey Adam, for everyone out there that's watching and listening right now and kind of don't know your background or kind of how you got started with the industry, I always like to start off all of our podcasts with a little origin story. So Adam, how did you get started in this crazy little world we call the automotive business? So I'm about 10 years at Nissan as of this <laughs> fall, actually. Um, it would be the second OEM that I've been with. Uh, but I did start, uh, I would say, not quite straight out of school, uh, but almost straight out of school with, uh, with another brand where I spent six, or six years or so to start my career distribution, operations, those type of things to start. To be honest, uh, I'm, I'm a car guy. So I literally Same went to blood. school in, in London, Ontario and drove back and forth by the Nissan building at Thanksgiving and Christmas for however many years. And I, you know, I thought, how am I gonna get there one day? And uh, uh, I, I joined Nissan, uh, actually joined Infinity um, mm -hmm. after the first few years of, of my career at another brand uh, to launch uh, at the time what was called uh, the JX. So we were breaking into the three row SUV, category, uh, first time for, for Infinity, uh, and it was really a huge opportunity for me to join, so I, I jumped at the chance to launch that product in Canada, and it's been, uh, it's been a great 10-year ride. Yeah, it's been, it sounds like a big ride for you, but also a big ride for both Nissan and Infinity for the last 10 years. So much has changed. I mean, just this place alone is a perfect example of all the changes that are going on. So tell us a little bit about the Nissan Studio. Uh, yeah. I think the first question is like, why? Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, here we are. I guess it's 54 weeks into, into the pandemic and mm -hmm. most people think we launched this because dealerships were closed and shuttered and, and, uh, and, and we needed a new way to retail, uh, perhaps as a result of COVID. I would say that pushed us or accelerated us to launching the studio, but it, it wasn't the reason that we thought about uh, an experience center or really a, a virtual online showroom mm -hmm. as, as another way to connect with consumers, not as a replacement for dealerships whatsoever, um, but, but to meet consumers on their terms um, and to offer something that's different from, from most other brands. So again, it's something that we looked at. Um, obviously, as you're running a, a, a marketing organization within a car company, there are so many priorities. Um, but I would say really the impetus of not having an auto show season and opening up the budget um, that that did uh, allowed us to, to launch the studio and, and allow us to connect with consumers in a way that we haven't been able to do so before. So we've been really excited about how, how it's been working so far. It really does create a cool experience, right? I mean, I think everyone in the industry right now is trying to define what that customer experience is. Um, not only just uh, define what it's going to look like in the future, but also just better what the experience is right now. Mm -hmm. And this is just a really cool example of that. So, you know, for someone, let's say a consumer wants to engage with the studio, how, how can they engage with the studio? Yeah, so I mean, uh, we launched the studio, even though we're here in person at Yorkdale Mall, with mm -hmm. the, the key goal of how do we interact with consumers around the country. Um, so you can walk in obviously to the studio if you're here in Yorkdale, but, but the goal for us is to be able to interact with consumers regardless of where they are. Uh, and you can do so via uh, Nissan.ca. Um, the goal is to have an access or a key portal to the studio from every single one of the model specific pages on mm -hmm. Nissan.ca that's 
featured in the studio. So if you visit the center page on Nissan.ca, if you visit the Rogue page or the Kicks page or the Versa page on, uh, on Nissan.ca, you're offered the ability to take a live tour um, or broadcast with, with one of our hosts here at the studio. Um, so I would say that's probably the easiest way for someone to interact with us, um, but it's offered uh, multiple different touch points on, on Nissan.ca. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's cool that now a customer can stay at home, which they do most of their research anyways. I mean, the amount of hours that a consumer will spend doing research on a vehicle, now just with the click of a button, now I can engage with someone. And so I can just, is it a live chat? I can just jump right into a live chat with someone? How does that work? Yeah, good question. So there are a, a, a few different ways in which you can interact. Okay. You can log on at a few scheduled times throughout the day and watch a live broadcast. So our agents here um, have set up times throughout the day where they do a virtual walk around of any okay. one of the vehicles. Uh, if you want to be a little bit more anonymous as far as your interaction is concerned, you can join uh, and you can submit questions which they receive live on an iPad in their hand. So, you know, you got a question about trim, about spec, about what color or what trim mm -hmm. is available. You can shoot that to them as they're in the middle of their presentation, it pops up and they can answer your question live. And it's, it's a little bit more anonymous, I would say for some co consumers that seems uh, a little bit less pressure, right? You're not having a one-on-one. -on -one. If no, you're, it sounds like it, just, it, it is way more relaxed, yep. uh, but it sounds like an experience I'd want to share. Do, do you guys find that the family will jump on together or like friends will get together and kind of do this virtual walk around? I, I would say it's, it's difficult for us to tell specifically who's involved on the other side because yeah. it's really just one, it's video from our side and audio from theirs. Okay, cool. So in the one-to-many uh, broadcast, it's not audio from the, uh, from the customer side or the guest side, they're just you know, texting in a question. On the one to, we also offer one to one. So that's usually for a customer who's a little bit closer to purchase, mm -hmm. wants to have something a little bit more private. Again, that's still video from our side only and not from the consumer side. It's, it's audio from the consumer side. But I mean, the, the group here is the best people to get for the stories, right? <laughs> We've had all types of different interactions from, you know, from consumers you know, wanting to know what they can fit in the trunk of the Rogue uh, <laughs> to figuring out how they can get a hold of roadside assistance, which is all things that the studio has kind of had to deal with since we've been live here for about four months. Yeah, I imagine describing certain things is kind of interesting doing it virtually, right? I mean, it's one thing, you know, I got a customer in front of me and I'm showing them, you know, how big the trunk is, right? Let me crawl in, I'll show you how big it is, right? But now you actually have to like be able to like really describe how things feel, how large they are. Well, that's, has that been a bit of a that, challenge? I would say that's one of the things that we've had as far as a learning process is yeah. concerned is that we have learned so much from December 1st through today. The experience is, I, I would say is different based on mm -hmm. what we've learned that consumers want to know. To your last question specifically, we got tons of props here now. At first, we didn't have props. We've got golf bags, we've got you know luggage, those type of things to show consumers what can you actually fit in the trunk, right? Yeah, I which saw is some not car seats hanging around, car seats to show how you install those type of things, which are questions where you know a family comes into a dealership on a Saturday, they've got their stroller, their upper baby, exactly. will it fit, right? It's a little bit different when they're at home on the couch and want to walk around. So these are things that we've learned, uh, and I'd say been able to improve the experience on a day by day, week by week basis. That's so cool. Now. Does that, is the next step then for the customers once they've kind of gone through this experience is taking the test drive? Is that what you're typically seeing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so right now, today, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it, it, again, every day is a learning and improvement process for us. The yeah. first step was getting off the ground, really an experience center that you could visit either virtually or in person. Um, you know, a customer who, is ex who, it, who does want payment um, uh, or offer type of information. Yeah. We're in Ontario. Our, our staff here is not on VIC. They're not quoting 
they're not quoting prices other than MSRPs, right? So then that's kind of the transition then over So then to that's a transition to a dealership. Gotcha. If you want to talk about a lease price point, you don't know how to get out of your current loan or whatever it may be, that's what the dealers are here to, uh, are, are here to help us with as far as part of the process is concerned. So today, we can transfer that lead to a dealership mm -hmm. um, you know, via our regular lead transfer process, right? They get the information about the consumer, a bit of a write-up on the conversation that they've had that's so cool. that not everybody has, you don't have to start at ground zero and repeat yourself, right? So it's, oh, we see you spoke to the studio on Saturday, you're interested in this, they explain that, right? And there's a bit of a write-up so that the consultant can then take over and, and the consumer doesn't have to start Exactly, you don't want to start the whole over process again, over, right? Because right? that was always one thing when I, when I first kind of read about the studio, I was like, how does that transition work? Because that is the big part, right? I mean, even dealerships now have to address kind of that, that digital transition to the, the physical transition. And that's cool that you guys kind of prepare that dealership for, for what's to come. Well, that's where we are today, right? Yeah. But the minute that we showed this to our dealer board, I mean, the studio, the concept, yeah. you know, we had super engaged dealers who right off the bat were like, how do you get that live lead to my store? For a number of reasons. One, okay. obviously they want to close the deal. For us, you know, a consumer wants to ask about a lease price point. They don't want to mm -hmm. have to wait for a call back. Sure. Right? So what we're working on for the very near future here is to be able to live transfer leads from the studio to our dealerships. Now that's cool. So that you come here either in person or, or virtually, yeah. you have an experience with one of our agents and you're ready to get down to the discussion about finance payments or you know uh, whatever it may be with your current lease or loan. Uh -huh. We can then transfer you live to a, uh, to a dealer, wherever you are in the country, uh, to your local dealer or the dealer that you prefer to do business with because you have before and just ensure that that transaction is fluid, right? And mm -hmm. you don't have, uh, or that conversation is fluid. And you don't have that break, which we have today. You know, we're miles ahead of where we were <laughs> six months ago, but to be able to get to that in, a, in the near, very near future is something we're super excited about. And the dealers are as well. Well, I think it's cool. I mean, look, I've been in the business for a long time and you know, the, the dealer and the OEM have always had sometimes a rougher friction type relationship. This feels like this brings that, the experience together. You know, it's really now not just a, it's not a head office experience or manufacturer experience, and then you have the dealer experience. You're really tightening the gap well, between the entire purchase experience. I, I mean, there are, there are just shy of 100,000 Canadians who bought a Nissan in Canada the last, over the course of last year. <laughs> we didn't do that from head office, right? Our 200 plus dealers <laughs> did that. So we have to be able to ensure that we can, I guess, close that gap and not have, the consumer just sees one Nissan. Yeah. They don't see dealership and they don't see, no. and, they, and they don't see brand, right? They see one Nissan. And we have to be able to ensure that we can present ourselves and prov provide an experience that is just that. Just one Nissan. I really yeah. like that, by the way. That's a really good one. No, I think it's cool because, I mean, I could be up at 2 a.m. And if I want to, I can go learn everything I need to learn about the new Sentra. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it's just, it's the dealership that never shuts down. Yeah, right. It's well, just always the, there. The, the, the team here is available for 12 hours a day. Yeah. Uh, so we're 10 to 10 Eastern. Uh, and obviously we're doing our best to cover the four or five time zones that we have across Canada. That's, that's impressive in itself. Just, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a 12 hours a day. That's a lot. But, but as, as, you know, as we hope the traffic grows, then maybe we'll be able to add hours across, uh, across the studio. Do you think that there actually ever could be a reason why you have a 24 hour open studio? Absolutely. I mean, to be honest, when we, when we started to look at what hours we need to be open here, yeah. we balanced when's the mall open, because we also have foot traffic of as course. well, yep. with our data showing when's the highest traffic on Nissan.ca, right? Yeah. As you would imagine, after dinner in, in central Canada is when, is when traffic is highest on Nissan.ca, I guess when people have more, um, 
uh, more time in their yeah, day. Yeah, the kids are in bed, or I'm done with the day, I finished it, sit down, have a glass of wine. Right, yep. but you, as you go west, uh, obviously, we have to be able to service them as well, right? So that, that, that's kind of how we tried to balance the hours for the studio, is, is looking at .ca traffic and, and who's there. But yes, there are still people on .ca in the middle of the night. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, I'm curious, because a lot of this experience has to do with kind of that, that the beginning part of someone's experience. Is there any plans or intention with the studio to kind of support some of the after sales experience? Yeah, so I, I think, again, one of the things that we've learned here is what consumers come to us and expect information for, okay. right? So what we've learned is that it's not just 100% walk around sales type information, right? Okay. And the team here has gone from, uh, I would say, understanding, you know, uh, packaging, what content is in what vehicles to really understanding how products work. They're helping people set up their Bluetooth. They're explaining to people how to connect a specific iPhone to CarPlay, right? And those type of things. So while the goal of the studio really was to set up an experience center with Nissan in mm -hmm. the first place, it's also evolving into perhaps a customer experience tool, if that's the right way to say it. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. I mean, I can see how I can continue to, I can start to connect with the studio, right? And then I have my transition to the dealership, and then I can kind of continue to connect with the studio with questions and and more information, also keep up to date with just what's new. Yep. So there are a lot of new things right now with Nissan. I'm looking right across from the brand new Nissan Rogue, and you guys got some other stuff coming out. So what excites you right now? You, well, all the new stuff is coming out. What, what really gets you going? So we're in the middle <laughs> of launching, I'll tell you, it's been crazy, um, launching the biggest volume car for Nissan in the middle of a pandemic and shooting a Canadian specific TV campaign and all those things associated with it. I mean, we're in the middle of launching 10 cars in 20 months. Uh, we've got a number of them here today, but we're not done, mm -hmm. right? We've got Pathfinder, which will be in dealerships in uh, two to three months time, uh, thereabouts. We've got Frontier right after that, which um, as I'm, I'm sure you know and we've seen, as all these travel restrictions have been dealt with by Canadians over the course of the last little bit, there's a little bit of change in vehicle preference. And I guess the way people are enjoying themselves in their spare time is that they're buying everything for their backyard and places to explore mm -hmm. Canada. What does that mean? They need. They need the vehicle to tow uh, to get them to these places, you know, to get the extra toys in and on. So we're really excited to be launching Pathfinder. Uh, Frontier is going to be a fantastic lifestyle yeah, truck for us really cool. when it gets here later this summer. And uh, I mean, the, the small truck or the compact truck segment in Canada is booming. Um, so it couldn't be a better time for us to have that. And then I would say, I mean, we've got two other very exciting launches after that, which I can share. Obviously, I know more than I can share. <laughs> um, but uh, Zed, right? Yes. Uh, uh, the new Zed or the Zed Proto that we've shown when that reaches the market pictures. is if it looks anything like what I've seen, it's it's very exciting. It, it's going to be super <laughs> exciting and really appeal to the enthusiast crowd that you know has loved the history of Zed yes. um, for as many as we have, and then and then just after that, um, Aria, right? Okay, now tell me a little bit about that. So one. Aria is our uh, is our full plug-in um, EV uh, yep. SUV. Um, and you know, Nissan as a brand has sold more mainstream, I'm going to say mainstream electric vehicles than, yeah. than any other manufacturer. So we've got a ton of experience there and you know, Leaf's in its second generation, but as you know, the Canadian market is 70 plus percent SUV and truck, yeah. uh, and we're ready to bring a, a, an SUV, a fully electric SUV to market. Um, so when we do so later this fiscal year or early next year, um, we're really excited about Aria. Um, so it's really the best of everything that we've learned from all of our, our EV experience over the course of the last few years. So I know EV's a, a big topic for a lot of manufacturers yep. right now. Um, and everybody kind of has a slightly different strategy. 
So uh, when should we expect the ARIA? Do we have an idea? It's uh, early next calendar year. Early next calendar year. And you know, the, some manufacturers are coming up with new models and then others are taking existing models and electrifying them. Is, what, is, what is kind of the EV strategy with Nissan right now? Yeah, so the, the ARIA is a full brand new platform for Nissan. Yep. Um, uh, I guess I'm trying to remember what I can share and what I can't share because <laughs> That's cool. if I say something that PR <laughs> hasn't approved yet, I might get myself in trouble. Uh, Jen's but, over there watching. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, uh, but it will be available with all-wheel drive, uh, yeah. which is obviously extremely important okay, to Canada. For Canada yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't give you an exact range as far as mileage is concerned because that's not public yet, but I would say that it will adequately service or make Canadians happy as far as the range is concerned. I definitely feel like there's another podcast coming up here when this At some when this point, I can launched. probably give you some more information. <laughs> but but yeah. even with the vehicles you do have, I'm really excited what you guys did with the Rogue. I mean, uh, to your point, it, it is the, the flagship of you guys' you guys lineup. It's the volume vehicle for yep. all dealers out there. And you know, you, you always get a little nervous when that all new model is coming out because how all new is all new. And wow, you guys really knocked this one out of the park. There's just so much uh, cool tech, cool safety. And I'm curious, which one of the features are your favorite? Uh, I, to be honest, <laughs> I like the heads-up display and CarPlay. Yeah, right? Yeah. The connectivity the to me is, and then wireless CarPlay, like yeah. the connectivity to me is I'm a bit of a, like I love the new tech. Um, so to be able to have everything, one, wireless, and two, on the dash, or sorry, on the windshield in front of you is, uh, is, is fantastic. It is very cool. I got, um, since I'm standing right here next to this beautiful orange car, it's very, <laughs> it's, it's very close, and I'm just thinking, between me and you, is there any way we can get this a little closer to, you know, the Jason Orange? To the orange? <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to engineering and see if okay, we can Okay, cool. That's, that's, what I, that's all I need to know. Um, now, as far as anyth anything else that consumers out there uh, need to know about the studio, or even dealers out there need to know about the studio moving forward. Uh, I, I would say we are extremely committed to this as, I'm not even going to say an experiment as to a, as to a project or a direction, right? Perhaps it started as an experiment, um, but we have been, as I would say, blown away by the success of it so far. Mm -hmm. We're fully dedicated to maintaining it uh, for the rest of the year for us uh, with Nissan. And, and again, as I said previously, it's a learning experience. It's about every day making the experience that consumers have here better than the one prior based on what we learned um, previously. And, and we're going to continue to dedicate resources and time um, to using this to one, um, make consumers' experience with Nissan, I would say, mm -hmm. more, more accessible, easy, enjoyable, um, but also help drive dealer business as well. Uh, yeah, which you're removing that friction. It's like, if I got a question, you have an answer. Which is ultimately the goal here, right? It's to, it's to get qualified consumers to our, to our retailers. So one quick question I have for you is, I know the Nissan studio creates some amazing experiences, and it seems like the ability to connect quickly with people here is just amazing. I'm sure you got some great examples of how that connectivity is kind of played out for the consumer. Yeah, so I, I would say the studio was obviously launched with the goal of, of being a, uh, a sales tool, right? Mm -hmm. Or a customer experience tool. But what we're learning is that consumers are looking for more information than just what trim or spec is, is this or that. So I would say from a consumer experience standpoint, probably one of the most interesting stories that I've heard from the team so far was, I think it was earlier mid-December, the studio had only been open for maybe two, three weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and what the way you do access it on Nissan.ca is that you get essentially a chat box that comes up and asks. Yeah, it's if, a little pop-up at the yeah, bottom there. Yeah, if, if you need help, right? So. Uh, or can we help you? So 
uh, I guess the consumer had visited .ca and, and, and clicked on the chat um, function to need help, but she'd actually come off the road. I believe it was in Atlanta, Canada during a winter storm. Oh, no. So she was in the ditch, she was oh, stuck. Gosh. And the first thing that she was trying to get a hold of, I think, was roadside assistance, but it ended up coming through to the studio. So the studio was able to directly connect her to roadside assistance, and then they got a tow out to her, and she was okay, and everything took care of itself. But uh, again, we launched this with the idea of helping sell cars, but we're also, you know, helping um, you know, some of our consumers, especially in this case, get safe. It's <laughs> so cool. You're there. I mean, I think that's the important thing. I think when a lot of people look at those little pop-ups at the bottom of a website, they just assume that they're going to be talking to a bot yeah. or a robot or somebody you know, on the other side of the world, right? They don't, I don't think they really know that they're connecting with someone right there on the other side of, the other side of that desk. Yeah, it's not a bot, and I think that's maybe what pe some people are surprised by when they <laughs> click on, yeah, I need help. It, you know, oh, I thought I was going to text in a question, but no, it's a live person willing to talk to them, help answer their questions in, in either language um, that they're trying to access this in. So, uh, so I would say that's, that's an example of us being really successful, perhaps in a way that we weren't expecting to be when we launched. Well, I, I think it's a big commitment, right? Um, boy, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall during that marketing meeting going, hey, I got a great idea. We're going to build this studio. We're going to leave it open 12 hours a day. <laughs> Walk me through, like, when this was first presented, was everybody just like, yeah, let's do this? Was there, did we kind of have to win a few people over? How did that kind of go? You know what, I, I would say that our, I mean, the marketing community was 100% dedicated to it. The, um, our Nissan Canada president was behind it immediately. You know, he's been pushing us to try and lead digitally uh, from from day one, and it's cool. it's how do we lead digitally and be accessible in ways that other brands either aren't yet or or are not going to be. Um, and you know, again, something we thought about prior to COVID, but with dealerships closed at different times throughout this, it's it's how people still need vehicles, right? yeah. and they still need to consult with with consultants. So how can you do so if your local dealership is mandated to have their doors closed. Um, so, I, I would I would say that you know the idea needed some um, evolution to it, right? It started as well. This is what it is. Well, what can we actually deliver, right? Because the other challenge behind this is there's a technology tools that are required to deliver this experience. So yeah. one is having a vision of what you want to be able to do. The other is being able to execute it in a way that keeps consumers happy. So, mm -hmm. you know. The vision of where we want to be is not where we are yet, and some of that is tech challenges. Um, and I, as I said earlier, like we are continuing to evolve it, but it's it's making sure that what we promise and commit to is something is a is an experience we can actually deliver. Um, so, again, it's it's working through the tech. Of course, um, well, it's we a, it's an organic thing. I, I think a lot of a lot of people go into an idea like this. I, I know some dealerships tried to execute on something that, were, that was similar to this, uh, but but you have to realize that you almost kind of have to be willing to go with the flow a little bit learn from you know how people are going to want to or how they do want to connect or how often and it seems like you guys have done a great job of this do you feel like this maybe gives you guys a little bit of a leg up when it comes to that digitalization of the experience yeah i, I would say so and like i mean we we are trying to obviously be be a tech leader yeah and uh, i one you know on top of all the numbers that i quoted about visits and traffic and mm -hmm. this, one of the other things that tells me that this has been a success for us is the media interest not just from canada but around the world right so mm -hmm. articles start getting posted in the mid-east <laughs> in europe in japan right we have interest from from uh, nissan global about how we're executing right like and 
And all of a sudden, it's you become in the spotlight. And to me, this means that it's something that others have wanted to execute and everybody's been thinking about, but maybe haven't pulled off yet, um, at least not at this scale. So, you know, the numbers and all that are one thing. And honestly, we are a KPI driven company and organization, right? It's like we got to deliver these. But I guess maybe some of the intangibles are well, how are people reacting, right? And when the press team all of a sudden gets a whole bunch of, oh, can we talk to the group? Well, how do you execute this? Uh, So-and-so is calling from Europe because they're interested in, in how it's, well, I, I mean, to me, that means it's something that's really topical. It's, it's perhaps different. And you know, if we were the fifth or sixth brand to do this somewhere in the world, I don't think there'd be that level of interest that we're, that we're receiving. That's a really good point. I mean, I think um, you know, there were definitely some critics that looked at what you guys were doing and thought this to be more of a PR publicity stunt, right? And, uh, but that's not, this is not. This, this, is a, this is a big commitment to, to the experience that you guys, you guys have. Um, my, my question for, for you then is, you know, how, do you, how do you maintain that commitment and that evolution to what this will potentially look like over the next few years? I, I would say, I, I mean, we have to continue to deliver value for the brand, the dealer, and the consumer, right? The so point. if we are delivering that, it's almost a no-brainer to continue. So how do you measure that? Uh, sales close, sales yeah. lead, sales conversion. Um, you know, from a from a website metric standpoint, you know, we are comparing what we call KBAs or key buying actions. Mm -hmm. How much more likely are consumers to that visit the studio to move down the funnel? Right. These are all type of the analyses that we do to determine is the spend that we're putting towards this activity versus all of the other activities that we could be. Yeah. Worth it. Um, and then again, those intangibles that we try and do our best to measure. Right. So. Uh, what, what's the media reaction to it, right? Are we still having that type of hype and buzz about it? Which, which is obviously, I mean, it's not the key reason that it was launched, but it's a great benefit. See, I think that's what's cool. Like, this is not just an awareness campaign for you guys. No. Which when I think a lot of people, when they see manufacturers, you know, go into a mall location and build out a beautiful studio and put a few cars in there, um, I think everyone's first approach or uh, opinion is that it's just an awareness play. Yeah. This is not, this is this whole, everything you've built here is, is designed to have real ROI, you know, for your dealer bodies out there. So uh, I guess if you look at our TV ads, so we have recently added the fact that we do operate studio to the back of our 30-second rogue TV spot. Is, does that help? Have you seen an increase in gauge? But, but I was going to say is that we have still focused on convincing Canadians that we have the best product in market because of the product we have in market. Sure. Right? And this is a, uh, I guess, an additional way to interact with us, right? And to mm -hmm. experience it. We haven't just been using this as a PR play. as like, hey, look at the great studio that we've <laughs> launched. No, like that, that is not how we've approached it, right? It's look at the great vehicles we have and this is a fantastic way to, uh, um, to experience them. So I, I guess we have had that publicity to your point, yeah. right? We have had people interested about it. We have had press interested. Yes, we do have a great storefront, but the great storefront here is about allowing consumers to interact with us in a way that maybe they're not always comfortable in going to a dealership. Oh, for sure, and that makes sense. I mean, it, there's another option now for the consumer, right? And I, th I think when the dealers and you know, I've been a dealer, so sitting on the other side of here and you see your manufacturer participate in something like this, um, you're not 100% sure it's like what the intent is, mm -hmm. right? And I think you guys have done an amazing job of not trying to separate the dealer body, but actually really connect them together for the dealers that may be listening or watching right now. Is there anything in particular you'd like to share with them 
as far as how things are going and kind of what's what's coming up next yeah, to impact them. And, and, I, and to your point, I think there's perhaps some people, not, not necessarily in our network, but some dealers out there that are concerned about manufacturers um, owning the relationship with the consumer, and sure. that is not what this is about. You know, if your dealership has created a great trusting relationship, serviced you properly, um, and you know this as a dealer, is, is that customer going to shop somebody else? Right? Yeah, are they going somewhere else? Probably not. They've got a great relationship with their service mm -hmm. manager, their ser their sales consultant, whatever that be, and, and they're right back at the end of their lease or loan or, or when they are due for another vehicle. But unfortunately, not every experience is like that, right? <laughs> so that's why we have the opportunity to conquest customers. And if the experience that they've had with another brand isn't one that has uh, as strong as they would have liked, and, and you know they're not ready to jump right into a dealership, visit the studio. Have a have an interaction with a brand that is comfortable at your level. Let us introduce you to somebody at a dealership who will be able to service you the way that you want to, right? Yeah, and build let, that let, let us get you get comfortable and confident about the product, and then you and, know transition and over and then to transition to a store and, and build yeah. that relationship where where you're comfortable, right? And have a good one. Do you think this is kind of like a kind of a, a great first step, or, or I'm not say a first step because you guys have been doing it for a while, but just a great step of the dealer body and the OEM really sharing the customer experience? I think we're, with this experience, I think we're working closer than we perhaps have in the past with the exception of maybe auto shows, which yeah. is staffed by both uh, dealership staff and, uh, and OEM staff. But as I said, we need to get further down the road, right? It's how do we have that warm live lead transfer from just, hey, I was browsing on .ca, I really like the Rogue. Wow, it's perfect for me. You know what? My lease on my current vehicle is coming up. Let me talk to somebody at the store. And that all can happen in the period of 15 minutes, right? Or whatever works for the consumer. So that is ultimately where we need to get. And I think that would show you know, synergy between brand and dealer um, at a level that hasn't been done before. I mean, yeah. this is where we are today. Like your, your retail experience today, if you want to buy something from Amazon, right? You're sitting at home, you see an ad, you go on. Oh, it's right there, click buy. Do you click and expect somebody to call you in uh, 30 minutes or tomorrow no. because they're ready to deal with you? No, that's not how it's done. So I think the cons if a brand thinks that their, their competition from an experience standpoint mm -hmm. is the last time a person purchased a vehicle, I think they're losing it. I agree. Right? Because we've all bought things, you're competing with retail from an experience standpoint is concerned. So. Your, your last vehicle purchase for an average Canadian is five to seven years ago, right? But the last time they bought something digitally was probably yesterday. So that is the frame of reference, I think, for most customers' customer experience. And that's what we need to try and deliver. Well, it's that speed of connection, right? Like if I want to connect to a brand this size, I don't know how else as a consumer I'd ever be able to kind of do that, right? I mean, uh, in the past, my only way to be able to connect with a brand is just to read the information that's online. Mm -hmm watch the videos and then for me to take it to the next spec, I'd have to go into a dealership to do it. I mean, this, if I, if I want to connect with a brand and the product, I can do it within, within minutes. Yeah, that's very, very cool. Yeah, and that's the goal. And, and I, I mean, so many other industries have been able to do that. Auto is, is a little bit- Always been a little far behind. A little behind, right? That. It's awesome to see you guys' commitment to that. Hey everyone, this is Jason Harris. Hey, we've had a great time hanging out here at the Nissan studio with Adam Patterson. Adam, thank you so much for taking the time to jam with me today. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for coming. Thanks for tuning in to the Strategy with Jason podcast with your host, Jason Harris. 
don't want to miss new content, be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.